Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? We are celebrating four years of this podcast. I I cannot believe I have been doing it for this long. I think I can say I'm over the major nervous Nelly (laughs) that plagued me for so long when I hit record. I'm not quite as scared to come on now. Um, But I can't say that I'm fully over the imposter syndrome of it all. Like, who do you think you are? doing a podcast and thinking anybody cares to listen. But uh, I'm constantly inspired by the Lord. I'm constantly inspired by you. And so long as I continue to feel led, I will keep doing this podcast. So to celebrate today, we are going to revisit the juiciest tips and inspiration from this season's episodes. It's like the highlight reel, which is super fun. It'll be a great refresher for those of you who have already listened. You know, sometimes we hear so much information that we forget to go back and apply what we've learned. So this will be a good review and reminder. It's also a great introduction to the podcast for new listeners, you know, to hear the kind of things we talk about. And then you can decide which episodes sound most interesting to you to go and listen to. In fact, um, if you know somebody that you think would like this podcast, this might be a good episode to share with them. And on that note, I would be ever so grateful if you would take a minute to leave a review um, of the podcast on whichever uh, platform you listen to it. Leave me stars, leave me comments. It all helps other people find the podcast more easily, the more reviews that it has. So your help helps me spread the message of more God and better health. And I am truly, truly grateful for that. This will be um, the last podcast of this season. I'll be taking June and July off. um, And I'll be back in August with my heart on fire for sharing health through God's word with you. I'm not taking the summer totally off. We're doing the Genesis prescription in June and July. Um, We're about halfway through with our Christian Health Practitioner Program in the School of Christian Health and Nutrition, so we're still meeting weekly with the students for that. We still have uh, weekly meetings in the Christian Health Club. Every day is a day to learn more and practice these good health habits, which are my favorite things to do. Okay, we better get this party started because we have a lot of episodes to cover and it's really hard for me to keep it short and sweet. I naturally just want to dive back into each topic and start unpacking it all over again. But that's not necessary because we've got entire episodes behind the little highlights that I'm going to share with you today. So please do go back and listen to your heart's desire or to where you most feel led. All right, we're going to start with Episode 169, A Look Inside My Summer Food Journal. So last summer, I kept a food journal while I was on 
um, hiatus. I took a full hiatus last summer, which was um, much needed. But it also felt kind of weird because I'm so used to sharing my food pictures every day with my people in the Christian Health Club. And so keeping the food journal kind of helped me felt like I was staying connected to them. Um, but I also wanted to have this record of the real and transparent way that I eat, especially in the summer, because I'm a little bit more loosey, a little more loose in the summer. Um, and so I just wanted you to, you know, see that. Um, um, it shows, you know, the day I had Rice Krispie treats for breakfast, or the fact that I didn't eat a veggie for days at a time, or, you know, drank some vino quite regularly. <laughs> Um, it's just the real way that I eat. One thing I try to teach people is grace and sustainability in their eating habits. And this is uh, one of the main things that we do in Feast to Fast. And my hope is that by sharing the grace I have for my eating imperfection, you might give yourself some too. We don't have to eat perfectly all of the time. As long as we have some good core nutrition and good habits in place most of the time. Um, so I think that's really important and keeps us kind of sane in this whole dietary space. That journal is still available for you to look at if you want to. Um, if you go to my website, thechristiannutritionist.com, um, it is under free guides. So you can take a look at that. All right, episode 170, clean fasting versus dirty fasting. Um, this provoked a lot of conversation and reflection from y'all and a lot of questions um, about this as we introduced this concept. Um, I am a dirty faster, just so you know. Um, I, I have some things that are considered on the dirty fast list in my fasting window, and that works for me. For some people, clean fasting works better. Let's talk about what falls in each of those categories. Under the clean fasting category would include water, plain sparkling water, water with salt or plain electrolytes, um, no flavorings or sweeteners, black coffee, or plain tea. And then under the dirty fasting would include um, like lemon, putting lemon in your water or apple cider vinegar in your water, cream, milk, butter, oil, anything that you might put in your, um, any kind of coffee creamer, anything like that, um, collagen, broth, all of those are considered dirty fasting. And I know a lot of you are like, what? <laughs> a little squeeze of lemon juice is considered dirty fasting? Um, technically, it is. Um, if you have uh, questions about this, I will refer you to the podcast. Um, take a listen and see what you think. I would love to know uh, if this is a new concept to you, where you fall in that, um, in those categories. And like I said, there ain't no shame in being a dirty faster if it works for your goals. Okay, episode 171 was all about CellCore's four-month foundational protocol, which I take people through twice a year in September and January. Sometimes you've got to pull out a big gun detox protocol, and this is it. It covers drainage, mitochondria, gut health, detox from actual toxins, and immune function. And we talk about who's a good candidate for this, um, for this detox, and spoiler alert, pretty much everyone. 
I mean, if you've ever taken an antibiotic or been exposed to a toxin or eaten a poor diet or relied on over-the-counter prescription medications or had a vaccine, you are a great candidate for this. If you're interested, listen to this episode because I cover a lot of your most pressing questions like how much it costs, what to expect, you know, etc. And then um, consider doing it with us in September. All right, episode 172, Kids, Sports, and Nutrition with Holly Morello. So Holly and I talked about dietary strategies to optimize kids' sports performance and health in general. I know we have a lot of sports mamas out there, including me. And so I loved picking Holly's brain. Um, Her son won regionals after they optimized his nutrition for sports performance. He became stronger, more focused, and increased in stamina, so much so that everyone around them, all the, you know, other team members and their parents started noticing this change in in her son's body and performance and um, asked Holly what they were doing. Um, Basically, uh, it boils down to, you know, concentrating on good sources of protein And she was saying how she would, you know, take protein shakes up to her son every day up at the school. Uh, They packed a lot of protein when they would be out out, out of town competitions. Um, So really prioritizing protein. Uh, We talk about creatine, um, too, and how it's one of the most well-researched supplements and that neither one of us have concerns about giving it to teenagers who are active in sports. And also why creatine is not just for muscle building, um, but also cognitive health as well. Holly uses creatine regularly, and I've been incorporating it more. Um, I really love Thorn Creatine, which is on Fullscript at a discount for all of you who have uh, Fullscript accounts with me. It's also on my supplement guide, which also has my favorite protein powders too. So um, you can get all of that um You can download that at my website, again, thechristiannutritionist.com, under free guides. Okay, Um, and also I'll put these links in the show notes as well to this episode. All right, episode 173 was the electron diet. This was a quantum episode for sure. We talked a little about this episode in last week's podcast, but just to quickly recap, We need to be in a net negative charge to be healthy. We need more electrons than protons, okay? And God designed us to get electrons in three major ways, through sunshine, through grounding, and through food. But we get them most abundantly through the sun and the earth. When you're disconnected from nature and don't get electrons um, in those ways, then you will have to rely more on getting them from food, which um, I would say people who are disconnected from nature would be driven to eat more, but also would be in more of a storing energy mode, which means storing fat. Okay. And this is why, and I didn't understand this until I got into the quantum stuff. But speaking of, you know, I'm a little looser in the summer, but I could be a little more loose with my diet. I'm a little bit more carby in the summertime. Um, which is okay because you get more electrons from the sun and the earth. Like most of us are out, you know, in the summertime, getting a little bit more exposure to the sun. And if you're making a concerted effort for grounding, um, you get electrons that way, which really um, help your metabolism work better. So that kind of plays 
all plays in together. It's really fascinating. But we are electrical beings. We need electrons. And God gave us um, really easy ways to get those. Okay, episode 174, Gut Health, Fiber, and Diverticulitis with Terry Ward. So diverticulitis affects a lot of people. And so Terry and I had a good conversation about that. She's got a, a, a book with some practical things to do if someone has uh, diverticulitis. Um, she has a three-phase program that involves a clear liquid phase um, when somebody is in an active flare. Um, and then um, the second phase is a low fiber diet. And then the maintenance phase is a higher fiber diet. And so we talk a lot about fiber. And, you know, some people just don't tolerate fiber as well as others. I don't tolerate a lot of fiber. Um, and so it, it, we had an interesting discussion. And just it's a really good basic gut health episode as well. We talk a lot about a lot of those things. So um, tune in for that. Okay, episode 175, The Still Workout with Monica Cross, Norcross. So the still workout kind of sounds like an oxymoron, right? Like, how can I be still and working out? But it's being still in God as you honor your body with movement. It's really neat. It's like an active scripture meditation. It's very calm and slow and focuses on things like strength, stretching, fascia release, breathing, and postural alignment, all while the leader um, speaks scripture over you and into you. It is just lovely. It's a good workout, and it's a great way to integrate faith um, with your exercise. Episode 176, um, Keeping Your Word to Yourself. We talk about the importance of keeping your word to yourself and how it impacts your body and your brain. Um, and specifically when we are making health goals, right? The more someone yo-yo diets, the more someone is breaking their word to themselves, it has real physical and emotional impact. I always say your body has to believe you. And if you've been one to throw in the towel when things get hard in a, you know, a new dietary change, or you constantly have shiny diet syndrome, your body's going to be more resistant to change, which includes being resistant to letting go of weight. You know, having stored energy on the body, which stored energy is stored fat, um, is a safety mechanism. And when you've been all over the place, like swinging your body from one diet to the another, it doesn't really feel safe about the food supply. So it's going to tend to hoard the energy that you've got. Does that make sense? And then there's also just that emotional impact when you keep breaking your word to yourself, you know, you lose confidence and respect uh, for yourself. And that just feeds the vicious cycle. You can absolutely get your body past this resistance, but you have to give it a little time, a little space, um, and a little grace, plus some consistency. All right, episode 177, Better Relationships and Less Emotional Eating with Life Coach Jill Lillard. I love having life coaches on. There is so much to the um, mind management Um that is key to living um, a consistently healthy life. And so in this episode, um, we talked about relationships because relationships can often be a source 
um, that drives us to emotional eating. You know, we have a fight with our boss or our spouse or a parent or our kid or whomever. And instead of um, processing the emotions, we just, you know, go mow down a bag of chips <laughs> to feel better. But of course, that only feels better for about one minute. And then you're like, oh, why'd I do that? And so one thing Jill told us uh, to be aware of is the manuals that we have for other people. A manual, a manual is a way that we think someone should operate. You know, we kind of have this mental manual in our head of how we think someone should think, act, and feel. And then when that person doesn't operate according to the manual um, that we have in our mind, um, that often can create relationship problems. Even though the way someone else thinks is not our territory, you know, we can only control our thoughts, not someone else's. God gives us free will over our thoughts and our feelings and the way that we're showing up. He doesn't give us agency over someone else's life. And so understanding this um, can greatly improve relationships and just really being focused on managing your own mind and the way you think about someone um, and the way that you um, respond and react um, to other people that you are in a relationship with. All right, episode 178, A Boy Named Vinny with Angela Acker. So this episode is all about a little boy um, named Vinny who was vaccine injured. Um, his mom shared this story with us that he was completely neurotypical, hitting all of his milestones and even um, some advanced ones. Like he was already potty training um, at 15 months, which I have potty trained two boys and that's really hard. <laughs> so to be advanced in potty training, I would have been given anything for that. Um, but when he, everything changed, when he got his MM. RV standard um, vaccination at 15 months old, everything did a, a 180 within hours of receiving that. He regressed rapidly and ended up being diagnosed with autism several months later. No doctor would admit or make that connection. Um, but Angela, Angela knew. Um, she was witness to the drastic immediate change. She eventually seeked out a holistic health practitioner who put Vinny on a detox, which included quite a few CellCore products. And that's how I found out about Vinny's um, story. And he um, has ended up recovering so much of his progress, and he's doing very well. It is such a great story. They have a book called A Boy Named Vinny um, that his mom wrote that really lays out the story in more detail. It's interesting, a listener reached out to me after she heard this podcast episode and wanted to put her two-year-old daughter um, through the cell core uh, protocol. And so they did and recently completed it. And um, the mom saw some great improvement with her daughter. She didn't have complications uh, quite like Vinny, but she had a few issues that the de detox really helped. I'm hoping to have her on the podcast when I come back. Um, next season to let you uh, let her tell you this story and the practical application of it, you know, like, how do you get a two year old <laughs> to take all the all of these things. Um, so be looking for that. And again, I will be taking a group through the foundational protocol in September, if you're interested in doing it. All right, episode 179 was metabolic 
Types, Minerals, and Metals with Carly. This episode was information-packed, as podcasts with Carly always are. But I think the bottom line is that most people don't realize how our mineral balance, how much of a profound influence that has on our hormones. Minerals are like the spark plugs because they act like co- as cofactors for thousands of metabolic reactions in the body. And so one example is if we have high calcium and low uh, relative potassium, we might have enough thyroid hormone in the blood, but it won't be able to reach our tissues to activate cell metabolism just because of that, um, that mineral imbalance. And so it makes you think, you know, all these people on thyroid medication, do I really need thyroid medication or do I need better minerals? Um, there's also an important relationship between zinc and progesterone and copper and estrogen. And so we talk all about these things. And this episode is really a primer into hair tissue mineral analysis, which is where you can find out your mineral status. And this is something Carly teaches in our Christian Health Practitioner Program. So all of our CHPs will be able to interpret HTMAs, which is pretty cool. All right, episode 180, Fat and Carb Energy Toxicity. This um, episode, we talked about how to be metabolically fit and flexible by not overloading our body with too much energy. And remember that we get energy, our sources of energy are carbohydrates and fats. But because carbohydrates turn to sugar, and sugar is the metabolic priority, because you can't have too much sugar circulating in your body. So the body always has to deal with it first. And the problem is, if you're keeping your body too busy dealing with that sugar, if there's too much sugar constantly in the bloodstream, it doesn't have the opportunity or the, the need to really burn fat. And so this can lead to fat accumulation and over time, a less efficient metabolism. So this episode goes into all of that. And this and Feast of Fast is really the program that helps you um, get rebalanced and become more metabolically flexible. Um, and so Feast of Fast, um, we start that in the Christian Health Club program in August with our back to school round. Okay, episode 181 was Fasting Strategies for Women with Cynthia Thurlow. Um, she talked about fasting strategies for women and best practices for each season of a woman's hormonal um, life. You know, a woman who is still cycling needs a, to be a little bit more aware about fasting timing, like not fasting uh, maybe quite so long in the days leading up to uh, the cycle, to your period. A, a perimenopause woman, well, you know, we're kind of all over the place with hormones. And because those perimenopause perimenopausal years can be um, a stressful season of life. A lot of us have, you know, teenagers and um, careers and maybe aging parents. There's a lot of things on the plate. Um, and so you have to take that into account with fasting because fasting, um, it can be an added stressor on the body. You know, it's supposed to be a good hormetic stressor. Um, but if somebody is really, really stressed out, you don't want them fasting uh, regularly for too long. Because um, that could be the the straw that breaks the camel's back. Um, but then Cynthia points out that in menopause, you know, we do have more flexibility with fasting because there's less hormonal fluctuation. 
Um, so that's a, a, a time that is, a, you know, definitely um, recommended to um, do some longer fasting. Um, and it's probably, you know, going to sail through that pretty well. We also talked about hormone replacement therapy. Um, she is for the use of bioidentical hormones, as am I. Um, if you're on the fence on that, I recommend listening to this episode and then the one I did with Jen Stevens, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. Um, they gave some really good information on that. Um, episode 182 is holiday gift ideas. So these were all my ideas. Um of things that you might consider giving during the holiday season. Um, if I had to pick my absolute favorite from that list, I would have to say my Stanley Quencher because I still use it every single day to drink my water. All right, episode 183 was Cleanish with Jen Stevens about her book called Cleanish. Um, and all about, you know, kind of removing and decreasing the toxic or toxic exposure. I love anything that is ish because it means we don't have to be perfect at it, <laughs> which is really helpful and nice to have that built in grace uh, when you go in reading this book because you can get really overwhelmed when you start looking at all the toxins we're exposed to every single day. Um, Jen and I talked about hormones, like I said earlier. I think I think both she and Cynthia agree uh, that progesterone changed their life. <laughs> um, and we talked about the effect of toxins on our hormones and our weight. So our body sucks away toxins in our fat cells in order to protect our organs as much as possible. That's the way God made us. And it's really a beautiful design so that we're keeping that toxic effect away from our vital organs. But the more toxic you are, the more your body will need to hold on to fat to protect you and possibly even create more fat cells. Um, so that is something to consider. You know, there are um, toxins that are um, labeled obesogens. There are toxins that are endocrine disruptors, which when we're talking about endocrine, we're talking about the hormonal system. Hormones are messengers. And so or we're talking about a hormone disruptor, um, a messenger, messenger disruptor in the body. So that's a major problem. Also, you know, our fat cells produce estrogen. And so kind of going back to that toxic load and carrying so much in your um, fat and needing more fat to protect you from toxins. Um, when there is too much fat, you can, you know, kind of be cranking out that estrogen, making you estrogen do dominant. Um, it's all a very motivating reason to start cleaning up the products that you're using, um, like home cleaning products, like your skincare and your makeup, which do have a lot of conventional products do have a lot of those endocrine disruptors. Um, Jen and I both love and use Beauty Counter. It's just, they are so strict in their screening. Um, they, and they're also very, um, environmentally conscious, which I, I really like. They really advocate for, um, better standards in, in the beauty area, um, better laws. They are, they fight in Washington for it. Um, and so I really like that about that company. Um, again, you know, we talked about how you don't have to change everything overnight. Just start replacing things when you run out your, you know, your cleaners, your, you run out some lotion or you run out of some eyeliner or, um, you know, your face, lo your face serum or whatever it is, just start replacing it with better options and taking off some of that toxic burden. Okay, episode 184 
was toxins and terrain. So speaking of toxins, we talk about how much toxins affect the terrain of our body, kind of that inner landscape of our body, and how we need to be really be more worried about toxins than germs. We talked about germ theory versus terrain theory in this podcast. You know, everyone is so focused on not, you know, quote unquote, catching germs. Um, But our body is supposed to coexist with bacteria and yeast and viruses and be able to navigate a level of interacting with them. But it's the toxins that in a lot of cases make our body unable to handle exposure or can also um, make these these microorganisms pleomorph into a more um, dangerous version of themselves. Okay. And this germ theory versus terrain theory is why, you know, some people can, uh, might catch the flu or might not, or might experience, you know, a, a flu or a stomach virus more horribly than another person. You know, their terrain, their inner landscape is more compromised. And a lot of that is due to toxic overload. One thing that I like to have on hand and I use regularly is a binder. So binders are just kind of how they sound. They help bind up toxins for more efficient removal from the body. I really like Cellcore's Biotoxin Binder and Virad Chem um, Binder. Um, I like that they work systemically in the body and are not, they just don't only just work in the gut. That's like charcoal does. Charcoal is a binder, but it only really works in your gut. Um, and also that the cell core binders are selective binders. So you don't have to worry about taking them away from food um, like you would like a charcoal binder that might also, you know, bind up nutrients with it. Okay, episode 185 is Sacred Rest with Carly. So in this, we talked about the nervous system and the three tiers of hormones. Okay, so I want you to imagine a triangle. And at the base, you have insulin, cortisol, and oxytocin. And then in the middle of the triangle, you have um, pregnenolone and DHEA. And then at the very top, in the, in the smaller point part of the triangle, you have all of the reproductive hormones like estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, plus thyroid hormone. And the thing we have to realize is, is that we're not going to be successful balancing those top tier hormones if we haven't addressed the base layer foundation ones first. Okay, and so in this episode, we talk about that. And we obviously talk a lot about taking time for rest, and slowing down, and Sabbath. Um, And these are things so many of us are not good at, but it's really important for our nervous system to feel safe. This is one of the things we go into deeply in the Christian Health Practitioner Program. It is one of Carly's favorite things to teach, which is really um, evident in this episode. She's really passionate about it. All right, episode 186, Beauty, Brains, and Bones with Leslie Bumpus. I love me some Leslie, and I bet she's listening. She is a very faithful listener to this podcast and also a multi-time guest. Love having her on because we always have good, juicy girl talk. (laughs) Um, I think one of the most important takeaways from this podcast is to be very, very wary of taking calcium, which is prescribed to so many women. I mean, a lot of people do get enough calcium. I mean, girl, if you like cheese, you're, you know, you're probably getting some good doses of calcium. The problem is that many people don't have the cofactors 
like vitamin D, like K2, like magnesium, to help the calcium get to where it needs to go in the body. And what can happen is that it can go to places you don't need it. When you're taking, you know, these kind of higher doses of it, it can go to places like your arteries, where it can lead to cardiovascular event like a heart attack. And so we talk about that. And Leslie recommends two uh, really good books. One is called Vitamin K2 and the Calcium Paradox. Um, And the other one is called Fracture Proof Your Bones. We'll put those in the show notes as well. Um, She and I also go off on a little tangent about statins, which um, not a big fan of those either. Um, And we talk about, you know, just keep in mind, two of the best things you can do for your bones are to eat protein and do resistance training exercises. Okay, episode 187 was God's Good Table with Maureen Diaz. Maureen was on twice this season, um, in this episode and then recently in episode 208. Uh, Maureen worked for the Weston A. Price Foundation for over 20 years, and so we just talk about these wonderful, God-given traditional foods that are often vilified in conventional, uh, in the conventional health world, like salt, like meat, like fat. And so we just go through the nutritional bounty of those, um, of those foods, why they're so good for you. And, you know, we just talk about the Bible and eating and how our body works with these God-given foods. It's just a really lovely episode. Episode 188, Uh, lean mass versus fat mass. I love doing these kind of metabolic episodes. Um, In this one, I shared my experience of getting a DEXA scan, which shows your lean mass versus your fat mass. So let me kind of define those. Um, Lean body mass is the sum weight of your skeletal muscle, your organs, your skin, your bones, and your body water. It's everything but the fat in your body. And so then the fat mass is, you know, your fat. And so your weight is the total of your lean body mass plus your fat mass. And the scale is not a great representation of what that is, because there are plenty of people who are skinny fat. And we talked about that concept of being tofi, thin on the outside, fat on the inside. And that's very dangerous uh, because of the visceral fat that is um, there kind of lining the organs. Just because you're thin doesn't mean you are healthy. Um, and the DEXA scan is really helpful for um, kind of revealing what that ratio is. You know, as we age, we lose muscle And the more muscle that we lose, a lot of that tends to start creeping over into the fat mass area. Um, And this is why protein and strength training are so important. We want to keep that muscle mass um, so that we retain that lean body mass. And it's also important to understand that when we lose muscle capacity, we lose carb capacity because muscles are a storage tank for carbohydrates. And so the less muscle you have, um, the less carbohydrates you're going to be able to tolerate they're, or they're going to turn to fat more quickly um, because we only have two places to store carbohydrates, our liver and our muscles. And the more your muscles are shrinking as you age, the less space you have to store those carbohydrates. And so the final place they go to is that they turn into fat. Okay. Really important to understand that. And these are concepts that I teach and we apply in 10 times stronger, which is one of the programs inside of the Christian Health Club uh, program. Okay, episode 189, the ultimate body recomposition goal. 
So speaking of 10 times stronger and lean and fat mass, we continue this this discussion in this podcast called the ultimate body recomposition goal, and how the most effective way to reshape your body is with optimized protein and targeted strength training. We also talk about the passage from 1 Corinthians 12 verses 13 through 27 about the parts of the body and how we are here to be a stronger body in the body of Christ so that we can do the kingdom work he calls us to do. Stronger, healthier individual bodies make a stronger, healthier collective body. And that is our ultimate goal. We need Christians, you know, healthy Christians um, being a strong presence and force in the world. And we do that so much more effectively when we're healthy and when we feel good in and about our body. All right, episode 190 was growing your capacity. And this is where I did some um, talking about my struggle with imposter syndrome, um, which has been with me since the beginning, since I felt first felt God calling me to be the Christian nutritionist and those thoughts in my head, like, who do you think you are to call yourself that? Who do you think you are? Um, to start a school, like even more recently, to start a school and lead all these people. You're not smart enough. It won't be good enough. There are so many people who could do it better. You know, all of these thoughts, the enemy really loves to hold us back from what God calls us to do. And so we have to step into who God says we are and not listen to to those um, enemy thoughts um, or worry about what other people think. Um, It will keep us from our God-given purpose. We have to grow our self-concept, you know, like who I think I am, whose I am, and, and what I'm capable of through the Lord. We also have to grow our capacity, that space in our mind and our heart for what we believe is possible. Um... I can tell you I've grown my capacity so much in these last six months of leading our Christian health practitioners in the school, stepping into that and where I felt God led me. Um, And I just I feel that growth um, by, you know, letting him lead me and and being in obedience to what I feel like he's calling me to do. And as I do it, it feels like my brain and my heart are just busting through barriers and that God, because I take those steps forward, he is now unfolding more of his plan to me, which is why you're going to be seeing some changes in the way that I do things um, in the Christian Health Club, um, which I'll be sharing with you. But because I love to kind of share my journey um, as I go along here and, you know, just try to do what I feel God's calling me to do. Um, But I did get a lot of feedback on this episode. It really resonated with y'all feeling that imposter syndrome in one way or another. So this might be a good one to revisit if you need a boost in your self-concept and capacity. This will just make you feel so good about um, going to where God leads you. All right, episode 191, The Right Way to Hydrate with Carly. So the key takeaway from this episode is that you need sufficient minerals, such as sodium, potassium, and magnesium to help transport water in the body to where it needs to get inside the cell. So someone may be drinking enough water, but lack the minerals they need um, to get the water into the cell. Um, One of the most important things we need is sodium. Um, It's also not a good idea to over drink water. Um, We talked about that 
hard, what's it, the hard 30 or challenge or whatever, um, where you drink like a gallon of water a day, it's a, you know, you can dilute and flush out too many minerals, which you need to actually be hydrated to make that water work in your body. So minerals are very important. Um, which is why it can be helpful to include a like a trace minerals um, supplement. Um, I like CT minerals from Cellcore. Um, and also incorporate electrolyte drinks like Element or Relight or Ultima. Add a pinch of, you know, like Redmond's Real Salt into your water. And any of those things can be uh, really helpful for helping you hydrate better. All right. Episode 192, Eating Healthy on a Budget. Um, we talked to the ladies from Ideal Balance and they covered their top eight tips. I think the most important one, which is the one I'm not really great at, <laughs> is to meal plan. And, you know, they suggested just starting with planning dinners, which is so helpful because it's hard to, you know, fly by the seat of your pants when you get home from work at five or six and there are kid activities and you have no idea what you're making for dinner. That's just super stressful and a terrible feeling. And that's when you hop in the car and you drive through the fast food and then you feel terrible about that. Um, I am not great at planning um, ahead, but uh, I do, my family will tell you that I'm usually talking about what we're trying to figure out what we're going to have for dinner while everybody's having breakfast. I'm like cooking breakfast for everybody. I'm like, okay, what are we going to have for dinner? Um, and so I'm, that's about as far ahead as I plan, but I get it done, um, but if I can ever make myself sit down and plan at the beginning of the week, I think that would be really, really helpful. All right, episode 193 is metabolic water. Here's a quantum topic for you. I feel like now that I've come out of the quantum closet, <laughs> I can be so much more free and and um, kind of you know help put all these things together for you. Talk about it more uh, of this category. So metabolic water also called structured water, easy water, coherent water. It's got a lot of names. Um, it's not the water that we drink, but it's the water that we make in, during the metabolic process. And what is cool is that it can act like a battery in our cells, you know, full of energy for our body to use. This goes back to the electron diet and how our body can get energy that doesn't have to come from food. The better our mitochondria can make water and hold energy for us, the less calories, the less reliance that we have to um, get it from food, to consume food to make energy. And what's really neat is that the infrared light that we get from the sun, um, or maybe like a light panel, expands that easy water, that metabolic water battery and exposure to UV light fills it up with electrons. And then of course, we can also get electrons from grounding. Um, remember that photons, those packets of light, only interact with the electrons in our body. And so that sun is energizing, kind of charging up our cell, those electrons that that metabolic water is holding to help power our body and give it energy to work. It is just so amazing and it's relatively new science um but you know just understanding through the science the way god made our body very it's so incredibly cool i'm just so grateful god led me on this path of study just amazing all right episode 194 fasted workouts and meal timing with melissa McAllister. 
I think the top tip to come from this episode is to eat your first meal by 10 a.m. to support muscle protein synthesis because it is strong in the morning um, by 10 a.m. And she also shared with us that it's more important to get enough protein over the day over the day's time than to be fixated on perfectly timing food around workouts. Um, You know, if you're a major bodybuilder, you're doing some like competitive bodybuilder show, well, then maybe. But for us regular folk who are just kind of doing some mainstream exercise, we do not need to get all caught up in that pre-workout, post-workout meal timing. I mean, come on. (laughs) It's not like we're, you know muscle heads that, you know, require all this really specifically um, timed um, energy or uh, meals or protein. Although we do like to, um, we do like to practice that protein distribution um, habit of getting like we do in 10 times stronger where we're doing a 30, 30, 30. Um, That's a really good goal to shoot for, but it does not have to be specifically timed around your workouts. Okay, um, episode 195, winter to spring detox. We talked about how the winter to spring transition is just a natural time that encourages more fasting, burning fat, and releasing toxins. Winter in general is a higher fat and protein focused or more animal based, um, really, season of the year because there's just less plant life available when it's freezing outside, or that's how it was historically. And that's really what we want to be looking at is before the onset of food globalization, you know, what were these kind of infradian, these seasonal rhythms that were happening? Because that's when our body is going to be much more aligned um, and working in relation to creation like it's supposed to. it's again when the days are shorter and the night is longer that winter time is more natural time to fast longer and then all of that changes on the other side of spring when the plants are growing they're you know more abundant and it's naturally a time for more carbohydrates and less less fasting because there's more daylight um, and so this just increases and, and becomes even more true as we move into summertime. Um, but again, I will say, remember that your body's built to handle a little bit more carb in the summer. I mean, obviously real food carbohydrates from fruits and, and vegetables, um, because you're getting more sunshine and more electrons from the earth that really help your, um, that the metabolic water can hold that really, really help, um, encourage your metabolism to work very efficiently. Okay, episode 196 was how to take care of your man with Michael Rutherford. Um, We talked about so many good things. I loved getting a man's perspective on this. You know, we did some practical talking about like blood lab markers that are important for men. But then we did a lot of, you know, personal discussion. And and Michael really went into um, how, you know, his marriage his wife really takes care of him um, by, you know, being supportive, um, help, trying to reduce the stress in his life as much as she can and um, tending to his needs. Um, and, you know, he pointed out that men and women just are better at different things. We are nurturing, you know, and that the beauty of um, working kind of together and taking care of each other is complimenting each other in the gifts that you have and being grateful. He said, you know, gratitude is really important. I thought it was really interesting how he said, um, since he married his wife, his business has just like exploded and that he just gave so much credit to her 
because of the way that she has supported him. And, and she had freed up a lot of that stress and um, even just kind of household duties. They just really partner together very well and how they split that up. And just having that good relationship where they support each other has, you know, really shown up in how he is able to do his God-given work in the world. And so um, I think that's really significant. All right. Episode 197, The Benefits of a Full Body Ultrasound with Todd Turner. Oh my gosh, y'all. Sweet, sweet Todd. Y'all just loved him. And so do I. He is so kind-hearted and he shared so much good information. So the reason I did a full body ultrasound was that I had some hot spots come back on my thermography scan. I get a thermography scan every, um, usually every January, I get it on my breasts and I get it on my neck. Um, And it picked up some inflammation this time in my neck area. And I wasn't sure if it was my carotid artery, my thyroid or, or what it was. And so I that's kind of the next step when you have after thermography, if you, you know, something kind of comes up, then the next step is ultrasound. So I'd only plan on having the ultrasound scan on my neck. But I took the advice to have a more extensive look. And I'm so glad I did because Todd looked at everything. He looked at my heart, my kidneys, my adrenals, my breasts, my pancreas, my spleen, my intestines, my liver. And it turns out my carotid artery is fine. My thyroid is okay. There were just a few little things, but there were some other more significant things that he found out that I wouldn't have known about had I not done the full body scan. And in fact, he, you know, he wants to come back and check me in like three months. Um, so uh, that's why I wanted to introduce this concept to you. I really didn't even know. I didn't even know about full body ultrasounds or they were even a possibility or that you could, I mean, in this case, you know, he came to my home and did it. And so I think there are um, services and people out there that do that. So I wanted to expose you to that. Okay. Episodes 198 and 199, the benefits of eating real wheat with Sue Becker, um, parts one and two. This is the only time I've ever had a two part episode. And wow, y'all, I have never gotten so much feedback, interest questions as I did after these podcasts. Y'all were hungry for some real bread. And as a result of the information you learned, many of you have bought grain mills and wheat and started milling and making your own bread, um, even after being gluten-free. And it's really working for you and you've loved it. And I have just gotten just so much positive um positive feedback and a lot of gratitude for bringing that information to you. And I am just, I'm thrilled. I'm so happy. I honestly, I didn't know how y'all would take it <laughs> because, you know, with the whole gluten-free thing, me being um, gluten-free for all these years, it's such a 180. Um, but I've asked everyone, you know, who's told me I'm going to get the mail, messaging me or whatever, um, especially if they've been gluten-free. I'm like, well, let me know how it goes. And so pretty much everybody has tolerated it really well. There's only been a couple people that have not. And so, you know, I recommend taking it away for a little while, maybe doing a little gut health. But also if you're somebody that introduced it, um, like if you just went whole hog, like I did, like I just cut me a big old slab of bread and ate it, which is frankly not the way I would recommend a client do it I would say you know eat eat a couple little bites 
um, and ease yourself into it and maybe take some digestive enzymes. I just really wanted to challenge my body and see what it would do. Um, but like I said, that that's worked really well. The local lady here who has Crohn's and hasn't had any kind of grains for years and years because she gets sick, 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 sick for a very long time if, if she's exposed to that. She has been tolerating it in these little bits. And, and it's so amazing. Every time I see her, she's just so excited. And I took some to my friend Aaron's house. I took some bread because um, she's also been gluten-free for a while because gluten hurts her joints and it just creates bathroom issues for her. And so I said, just, you know, take a take a few bites and see how you do. And she seemed to do fine with it. So I really think that's the way to go. Um, it's just kind of hard because it's so delicious and you want a full piece. Um, but it's also very filling. So it's also kind of hard to overeat too much. Um, if you have been a diehard gluten-free person like I was for 10 years and you didn't listen to this podcast because you didn't think it was relevant to you, I highly recommend listening with an open mind. Even if you don't act on it, the history of the milling, the nutritional aspects, the testimonies, the scripture – Everything that Sue talks about in these two podcasts is just absolutely fascinating. You will really enjoy it, even if you don't eat wheat bread. Okay, um, and then, so the next episode, 200, I did top takeaways and um, Q&A um, uh, from the benefits of eating wheat, because you'll have a lot of questions. And I think the most important point to drive home is that you want to mill the flour and use it fresh. You want to use it right away or the same day. Um, because it starts oxidizing as soon as you um, as soon as you grind it. And you know, we don't want to eat oxidized um, flour. And that's the whole reason that you know, store um, flour that you see in the store, it is stripped of all these important nutrients that we want because those are the things that oxidize. And so I had a lot of people say, well, can I just go to the store and buy you know like organic wheat? Mm, that's not it's not the same thing it's still it doesn't have these nutritional properties um, that you get when you mill it fresh um, I'm, I know there are some bakeries you know that mill wheat and um, and make the bread so you could buy the bread you might be able to buy milled flour I would just you know you want to check and see like how freshly it's milled and you can freeze the flour um, as soon as you've milled it and it will be fine that way and you can also you know bake bread with freshly milled flour and freeze the bread and that is fine too you just don't want to mill the flour and leave it out for too long um, because then it's really rapidly losing its nutritional benefits okay episode 201 was a replay um, I was having a really off week <laughs> that week and so I was like, I don't know what to do. I was so stressed out. And so we did a little MVP episode and replayed one of our uh, most popular, which is top 10 game changers. Um, and it, that was good. It was a good review. And it's hard to pick the top game changer because um, they're all really important. But I would say if you want to move the needle quickly on body composition and weight loss, then I would increase your protein to 79, 70 to 90 grams a day. That's what's recommended in the, um, in the game changer list. You can absolutely go higher. Um, that's why we do this protein challenge in 10 times stronger. So this last week, our goal has been 120 grams a day. And that is not easy to do. And I didn't, I surely did not achieve that every day. Um, but I can tell you when you eat that much protein, there's just, you know, 
there ain't a lot of room for snacking on chips and ice cream. And that's the good thing about it is that when you prioritize protein, you're full, you're satisfied, you're getting so much of those building blocks that your body needs through the amino acids. um, And it's really hard to overeat. Okay, episode 203. Oh, no, 202 movement with prayer and we interviewed um, I interviewed the ladies from soul core I just love introducing you to faith-based workout programs um, soul core bases a lot of their movement around the rosary um, it's not only for um, people that are Catholic um, it's for everybody um, I've really enjoyed kind of learning more about the rosary um, and it's just their workouts are really beautiful and effective all of the same time they have resistance movement workouts, you know, for your muscles, they have great stretches, um, movements to get your heart rate up. I shared with you my favorite are the um, Our Father push-ups, saying the Lord's Prayer um, as you do your push-ups. Soul Core, a Soul Core membership is only $10 a month, and you have access to their vast library of workouts. And so it's a really great deal. Um, I highly recommend checking it out. Okay, episode 203 was turning off your metabolic fat switch with Dr. Rick Johnson. So I interviewed Dr. Johnson about his book, Nature Wants Us to Be Fat, which explains how there is a seasonal fat switch kind of built into nature um, meant to help us gain weight before the winter when historically there was less food availability. And it all comes down to fructose, um, which is mostly available in the summertime and the early fall with, you know, fruits and some of those more starchy um, vegetables. Um, You know, and before the onset of industrialization and food globalization, fructose was limited. It was more, you know, more heavily present um, seasonally. But now that we have high fructose corn syrup, this, you know, kind of processed fructose, which is in everything, we're keeping our fat switch on year round, we're signaling our body that winter is coming and that we need to store fat. Remember, our body, it works in relation to creation. It It's always responding to these environmental cues. And that's so much about like what um, quantum health and Genesis prescription, those kind of things are all about just really kind of understanding and learning that. And this is one of those things. Um, In his research, also, Dr. Johnson found that there's a pathway where glucose turns into fructose in the body, um, which internally flips our fat switch when we eat too many carbohydrates in general with that, you know, that base um, sugar of glucose. So it's a really interesting and eye-opening Um, thing to consider. He also told us how dehydration and salt can also affect the way that we turn on fat production. So this was a really good metabolic episode um, to listen to. Episode 204, The Way God Made Food. This could also be considered a quantum episode because I talk about the way that plant food holds a light code from the sun based it soaks in this information from the sun based on where and when it was grown and that that information is imparted to our body when that food is broken down in the metabolic process and that can affect the way a person utilizes food which is one reason seasonal eating is so important you know like i use the example of um 
of the person in Minnesota eating watermelon in winter. That is a mismatch, right? The the light from the um, the sun that the person is getting going into their eye and on their skin is telling them it's winter, but the light code that's embedded in that watermelon where it was grown, because um, it probably didn't grow in Minnesota, is telling the body that it's summer. And so that's just a confusing signal to the body. And it just, you know, creates a little chaos in there, which is not helpful for um, metabolism. Um, but we talk about um, the way the metabolic process is basically the reverse of photosynthesis, which is really nerdy, but really <laughs> fascinating to understand. Um, and we, you know, in talking about that photosynthesis process, we talk about how carbs and fats are made by the sun and protein is made by the earth through the nitrogen and the soil. And, you know, of all the food talk and the dietary talk that we hear about out there, we don't hear stuff like this. We don't hear about the way that God designed and created our food. And so I, I just love um, for us to to know that and to think about it and to, once again, be in awe of our mighty creator. Okay, episode 205, all about collagen. And we talked to the ladies from Yonder Food. And you guys really were interested in this episode. I think, you know, a lot of people take collagen, have heard of collagen. I think the biggest aha and takeaway from this episode that I didn't even know is that collagen products that have added absorbic acid or hyaluronic acid can damage the bioavailability damage the bioavailability, kind of inhibit the bioavailability of the collagen and and the strength of the collagen. Um, you would think that those added things would be a bonus, um, not necessarily the absorbic acid because that's not a, a great um, source of vitamin C, but you would think that the hyaluronic acid would be a good bonus. And in and of itself, hyaluronic acid is okay, but apparently not added to collagen because it inhibits the usefulness of it. And there are many brands that um, that do include it. So, you know, you want to be mindful of that. Also, uh, quality is really important when it comes to collagen because of glyphosate exposure and the quality of the animal that it's sourced from. So these were, um, you know, these were all things that we talked about, really good points about collagen, plus all of the wonderful ways that it, um, it, your body uses it. Okay, episode 206, Pentecost, Power, Purpose, and Protein. I love doing these podcasts. We're just such a lovely mix of spiritual and physical and today, the day actually that this podcast is being released is um, on Pentecost Sunday. So happy Pentecost. It is the time in the church calendar that we honor and celebrate the gift of receiving the Holy Spirit. And Pentecost is basically the birth of the church. That's when um, the apostles were commissioned to go out and spread spread the good news. So I'll give you a good spiritual takeaway and a good physical takeaway. Number one, our highest health goal is always to be an excellent vessel of the Holy Spirit. And number two, eat 30 grams of protein by 10 a.m. Um, because that, again, that protein is so powerful for our body. And when we eat it by 10, we are getting that strong uh, muscle protein synthesis. All right, episode 207, Essential Amino Acids for weight loss, depression, fatigue, insomnia, and osteoporosis with Dr. David Minkoff. Wow, he gave us a lot of good information, but we really zeroed in on how effective using supplemental essential amino acids can be for all of those conditions that I just mentioned in the title. 
and how even for many people who are eating enough protein, they don't digest or utilize it well. And so the body is is not getting the amino acids that it needs, which can lead to all of those issues. Remember that essential amino acids are what the building blocks of the body. And so when you use um, use it supplementally, it is just like a straight shot of amino acids, which doesn't require, uh, require digestion. It's fully utilized by the body and it can improve your health both physically and mentally. Remember, we need those essential amino acids to make neurotransmitters, which are mood modulating um, molecules. Okay, um, I have fought quite a few people experimenting with the perfect amino um, and 10 times stronger. So it's been really interesting to see how it affects people differently and hear their feedback. Um, one other point that I wanted to make from this episode is that Dr. Minkoff um, confirmed that the whole egg is the best utilized source of protein. I mean, behind breast milk, but we're not we're not ingesting breast milk. So the best utilized protein is an egg and not the egg white, the whole egg. It works synergistically together because that's the way God made it. All right, episode 208, best bread making practices with Maureen Diaz of God's Good Table. So in this episode, Maureen explains how critical it is to buy high quality grains. You want to get organic, otherwise you're exposing yourself to um, toxins like glyphosate and pesticides. And so um, just really reinforcing that. She also explains why fermenting um, using a sourdough or Polish method is a really good bread making practice because it's better for our gut. And she says it's better for the, the taste of the bread. It makes a really delicious uh, loaf of bread. And so this really this entire episode, she's pretty much calling us to step up our bread making practices, but um, step up our bread game. So if you are new to milling your own wheat and making bread, this might be some next steps um, to look into. Okay, episode 209, God in Quantum Health with Carrie Bennett. So we just did this one recently. Carrie explained that quantum biology is affecting health at the subatomic level, right? Those electrons and those protons um, and how the photons of light affect the electrons in the body. Um, it's just going deeper, deeper into root cause, um, root health, you know, going deeper even in the cell. So fascinating. But some practical takeaways that we... Um, we can get from this, especially in regards to light, um, kind of, um, and I kind of talked about this last week, getting a, a good light schedule to shoot for. And so, you know, getting three minutes of morning light at sunrise, getting about 20 minutes of UVA light between between 8am and 10am, both, you know, in your eyes and on your skin, when you get on your skin, it helps precondition your um, skin so you won't burn um, when you're out in the UVB light, which is the next goal, trying to get 10 to 20 minutes of UV UVB light to make vitamin D and diversify your microbiome um, and getting three minutes of light at sunset. Now, again, that's an ideal schedule. That's not going to happen every day. You're not going to get all of those in every day. Um, but, you know, do do what you can. Any of those is better than nothing. You can use the circadian app to guide you. Um, I highly recommend grounding while you're outside getting your sun. If you're in a place where you can kick off your shoes and stand in the grass or um, in the dirt or even on concrete, um, that works. 
Um, also, protecting your eyes with some blue light blocker glasses, um, whether they're the regular blue light blockers or the red tinted, those amber lenses that you might use in the early morning before sunrise and after sunrise. Um, and installing a red light filter on your computer, on your phone, just really, you know, protecting that light intake um, for your body because it is interacting um, with it's interacting at that subatomic level. Really important. Okay, and then um, last week's, you know, episode 210, Quantum Takeaways from the Genesis Prescription. Um, the Genesis Prescription is my most quantum program. It was quantum before I knew it was quantum. <laughs> um, but we put those quantum habits into practice and use Genesis as our template for implementing, you know, our most important foundations for health, which include water, sun, earth, plant foods, animal foods, breath, sleep, and movement. And the order of that's really important. Um, and it's just a really beautiful integration of spiritual and physical health because we use scripture as our anchor. So registration is open. And if you'd like to join us, um, come sign up. It's eight weeks long and we start the first Monday in June. All right, we did it, friends. That wraps up this podcast season. Thank you so very much for spending time with me here for all of your smart questions and encouraging feedback. I know your time is valuable and I never take it for granted, which is why I, I always try to dive right into the topic each week without too much fluff. Um, I would so appreciate an extra minute of your time to leave a review. Um, you could even comment with what your favorite episode was for this season. I would love to know. But it, again, it really helps other people um, find this podcast better. And, you know, my goal is ultimately to glorify the Lord, help people get healthier so that they, they can glorify the Lord in their body and do the work they are called to do. I will be back in August with a new podcast season. I hope you have a healthy and blessed summer, and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.